0: right greetings beautiful souls i have got my special guest as stated earlier and he's here with us now andy are you there
1: Imani, yes i am
0: <laughs> andy i'm so happy so honored you know so so happy to have you on the show and um before we get started i've got quite a few questions for you hope you're okay with them but can you just tell the listening audience a little bit about your background?
1: Yes, of course. Um, I was brought up in the uh, southeast of England in a town called Chislehurst near Bromley in Kent. Um, I was fortunate to uh, go to a, a pretty good school, enjoyed that. Um, got through school with uh, some good qualifications and then moved up to Nottingham to go to Trent Polytechnic as it was then. Um, and I'll fast forward, uh, I'm now married, uh, have been for 20, oh goodness me, 28 years, I should know, shouldn't I? Uh, 28 years to Jilly, um, and you'll hear a bit about her as we talk, I'm sure, and we have, um, three, um, very, very, uh, amazing sons, Zach who's 23, Joe who's 20, and, uh William or Will, who's um, fifteen. So, yeah, we're uh, we're very blessed. Um, I'm uh, fifty-seven years of age, born in nineteen sixty-two, and um, life was okay. I, I have a, had a decent job. I was a or am an IT project manager, and uh, I guess the the thing that uh, uh, introduced you and I to to talk to each other was my story that um, commenced probably about three or four years ago um i'm uh, i was diagnosed 10 years ago as a diabetes type 2 diabetes and um, um as a result of that um i wasn't a particularly good patient but um uh, got an injury on my toe cut my toe and um one thing led to another and um Over the course of three years, through various um, infections caused by that, and the diabetes not letting it heal, um, I'm now uh, without legs. So yes, uh, quite a a major life change. And um, I guess uh, the reason why we're talking um, is really because um, I decided when all this happens that... um, nothing's going to stop me so I've, I've done a few things that have um, drawn attention to diabetes which is one of my uh, my uh, challenges in life just to make people aware that um, having just type 2 diabetes as I called it um, can be still quite serious um, I try to get people tested even if they don't think they're diabetic and um, I decided I wanted to make the best of what I had. I um, uh, was uh, lying in hospital and I thought, well, can I can either sit and mope or um, go and get some metal legs um, and um, do something to get me mobile again. Um, and my attitude to that seems to have um, got uh, a few friends on Facebook sort of following me and uh, just to sort of uh, give back to uh, people for all their love and support through three pretty tortuous years, I decided to set myself a challenge to um, raise money for some causes dear to my heart by doing a charity walk, which... um, Uh, doesn't sound great, Uh, a great challenge really, but if you haven't got um, legs or you have legs that are made of metal and plastic, then uh, that was quite a daunting challenge. So I did that and I raised um, a staggering amount of £5,200. So that has led on to all sorts of exciting opportunities. It um, got me some local publicity in papers. I raised some money for some amazing charity, uh, charities for some of the local hospital departments and uh, also for Diabetes UK. Um, And on the back of that, I was introduced to a now mutual friend of ours, a lady called Rebecca Adams. Um, And she invited me, and I know she invited you to do the same, um, to do... uh, a series of interviews or one each but it became a series of 30 people doing interviews uh, just telling our stories and um, what we do to make our lives um, better so what what things do I do to overcome what most people look at as being a, a pretty daunting situation so you know what do I think of? How do I motivate myself? And through that story and uh, amazing set of interviews, um, yours was amazing too, Himani. Oh. <clears throat> and I know you've spoken about, about it on previous shows, but um, I guess we can talk about it a bit later. Uh, and on the back of that, uh, I've had other opportunities um, which we can talk about Um if you want to, uh, later later on in this conversation. Does that give you a sort of fast-forward 57 years of my life in uh, five or ten minutes?
0: Wow, Andy, you know, absolutely, my goodness. Um, and there's so much I want to pull and open up in, you know, what you've said there. You know, I'd like to sort of go through some of that, but what I'd like to sort of do is go back to just... You know, for you, you were a sporty person. You were into rugby and different things. Can you can you kind of take us back to where you were before? You know the where, you know the journey that you're on right now.
1: Where I was in, in what sort of way?
0: Because you you know because wh- with wh- with where you are, and I think sometimes people don't always um, you know understand where somebody was you know before um they may have gone through quite a difficult situation as in you know with the diagnosis of diabetes and what happened after that so just really you know where you were being you know a sporty active type of person
1: yeah well i mean in my youth i was um a participant in a fairly decent level of um rugby and also cricket which is my main game Uh, i played football as well um and yeah, I was I was sporty. I, I then um, started reliving that through my sons. They they got into the cricket, and I, I took up coaching cricket. Um, I, I did my level one coaching certificate, and uh, uh, sort of nurtured my my eldest son through through the age groups, and uh, sort of coached and man- well not managed, but uh, looked after the teams through uh, to under fifteen level. Um, and so I've always had a, an interest in, uh, and <clears throat> part of the problem with me getting diabetes was I I did stop the physical side of things and became more of a, a couch potato watching it um, and that caused um, health problems uh, with weights and things like that and uh, that I'm sure uh, probably sparked off the uh, the diabetes diagnosis 10 or 12 years ago whenever it was um, and uh, as I said just earlier, it, it, was, um, it was something that I... Type 2 doesn't sound as serious as Type 1. I knew people who were into independence, and that was uh, a lot more scary. than I just had to take some tablets, which uh, I wasn't very good at doing that either. So um, it, it's just... Um, <sighs> It was just a silly way of being. Uh, it was probably a typical bloke without stereotyping people, but, you know, I didn't go to the doctors for a while. Uh, I had a very stressful job where I was working. Um, put a lot of the symptoms down to the fact I was working long hours and, you know, not particularly healthy with eating and uh, other other things. And I heard from my, my uh, sort of... a. my my dad's side of the family I sort of uh, hadn't spoken to my dad for 20 or 30 years but um, we'd heard from some of his family that diabetes had been sort of rife through through their side and I looked up the symptoms and I had basically a lot of them Um, I was being looked at for a number of other things that they were worried about more than diabetes but I said can you just test me for diabetes please and he said why and I told him he said well they're not symptoms I said well says so on the nhs website so what are you talking about um but anyway it turns out i did have it um not particularly seriously you know my numbers were not very high at any stage and so i was very blase about it and that's pro- probably i don't have any life regrets but if i've been more careful then potentially i would not have lost the lost my legs which um clearly is something that I would have wanted to avoid if I could have done so that's one of my one of my causes that I'm always mentioning to the point of being boring that you know just test yourself for dials get my sons tested they're all clear um we, we get them tested frequently and uh uh, it's just a simple blood test that you can get in your local pharmacy, or so you can even buy a kit to do it at home yourself so um I put myself forward as a a reason why you should get it sorted because if you do get it caught early, you can change your diet and you can get get cure yourself basically so nice. it's such an important thing wow. so that's that's where I was before and um you know, speaking speaking to you and some of the other friends that we've made through our sort of uh, recent journey on the uh, on the uh, interview series and uh, other things that we're talking about. Then um, you know, just getting a positive mindset is is so vital in getting yourself through um, any difficult day. And I've, I've had feedback from people. Um, I use Facebook really, and not a massive amount of followers but some friends i've made over the years and yeah i had a lady who's uh who i've not seen for 25 30 years but she got it back in touch having seen it and said i just can't believe i ever whinge about anything (laughs) seeing what you're going through so just thank you and keep sharing it because it reminds me that you know my life is actually pretty good my response was, well, my life is actually pretty good as well, but um, it's just a little bit harder than yours because uh, it takes me a bit longer to get from A to B. But, um, yeah, so that, that's what I enjoy. I like I like making people smile. <laughs> I like make, making people think about how they can better their their, their own approach to life. And um, I like helping people who are going through many problems or troubles. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but I've always always said that if you talk to someone about something that's uh, troubling you, then just sharing sharing the load is, uh, is a massive help. So um, oh yeah, that, that, that's what I spend a lot of my time, sort of encouraging people to do, not necessarily with me, but um, uh, other people who are prepared to listen. So. Wow.
0: Thank you, Andy. That's, um, that's awesome, that. And um, I love what you said there to the lady, you know, who said, you know, her life is, you know, so much easier, what have you. And um, you explain that you do have a lovely life, but, you know, and and this is where I feel it'd be really nice to hear you talk about your family and the support and the love and, you know, obviously having uh, a family that is supportive and loving in the first place, how how important, how significant was that in in helping you along your new journey?
1: Um, it's going to sound a bit t- tweet this, but I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Um, um, particularly my wife, Julie. Um, what she had to go through to support me has been unbelievable. She she's got. Um, uh, pretty much a full time job. She's a teaching assistant. Um, she also does some secretarial work um, for another sort of small part time job. She runs our household. Uh, we've got three, for want of a better description, teenage sons who um, I don't know if anyone knows teenage boys who do <laughs> off- offer to help round the house, but um, it doesn't happen often. And so she has all that. And uh, you know, one example. I was my last um, set of operations was um, the most serious. I was very, very poorly, um, and basically, I, I, we, we thought I had flu or something. It was a Christmas couple of years back, and Jill um, <clears throat> said, "No, you're not. You're not. You're not hearing what I'm saying." And, there's something wrong here so she ran, took me to the hospital and they said no, no, we'll just give some antibiotics go home you'll be right right in a few days and the next day I was worse I was shivering uncontrollably for like 50, 50 minutes or so and uh, she kept plugging away and getting the, the health I, 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 I was out of it I, I didn't know what was going on but it was on the third attempt to get me properly diagnosed and it was actually a locum the uh, the local were uh, practice here who um, I, can't, I can't recall the details but it was her who said no he's got sepsis we need to get him in and if Jenny G- hadn't have um, stuck with the uh, concern and got me the attention I'm, I'm told that if I'd waited 24 hours then I would have gone now that got me into hospital and I had a, <clears throat> a couple of operations through a very very challenging time recovering from a serious serious infection and uh, I was actually in hospital for 93 days now that some people can't stand being in hospital for 93 minutes you know so 93 days is that's that's 93 days of hospital food now (laughs) I love our NHS right but their food is absolutely shocking it really is Um, So, um, and Jill um, missed just three days of visiting me. Now, for her, after a full day's work, that meant that um, she was traveling. I I, I was spread across three different hospitals through those three months, and um, the worst was an hour each way. Um, The best was 40 minutes each way. And she missed three days, two because of the snow, and one because I said, for goodness sake you're killing yourself just have a day off you know <laughs> go and get go and get drunk with our friends next door make them cook you a meal and have it and you know and then she came back you know and, and did it did that and since then they've all been there for me I still need I'm fairly independent and I can <clears throat> get by Jill Jill had to go away with the school and the school trip and I did actually get by, but there are certain things that are, are so much easier with help. And without a complaint, she just gets on and helps. And the boys do as well. You know, they, they, they nearly lost their dads because uh, one of the operations went really bad. And, um, for a short time, I, I had, uh, my heart stopped due to, uh, cardiac arrest. And, um, I was in a coma for two days after that. And, um, uh, it was a wake up call for all of us really and um, they see see me when uh, when I don't have my legs on <laughs> which is always a funny sight and uh, you know it just reminds everyone that uh, where where we were and how far we've come and it's it's been a massive team effort but not only that I'm so 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 lucky with, with my mum and my brother who are both 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 down in uh, Kent and the the support I've had from them remotely, and you know, coming up to see me uh, silly journeys they did, and um, yeah, and uh, my brother's family the same. So uh, I'm very, very fortunate. You know, I'm uh, I call myself a lucky man, and people sometimes look at me and think, "You you're drunk again, Ashworth?" For goodness' sake, how can you call yourself lucky? But I am because. I've still got so much that I'm going to achieve, and um, I wouldn't have done it without my family. And uh, so thank you for asking. It's a, a chance for me to um, call them out and uh, give them the recognition, uh, in part, that they deserve. I wish I could do more for them.
0: You know, that's so beautiful, what you've said there, you know, having a wife, having your sons and the support. And the love and, you know, just as you say, you know, you're, you're all able to look back on where you were and the progress where you are right now. And, um, yeah, the last sentence you said there, you know, about the things you've got so much you want to do. And one of the things that um, is absolutely amazing is you raising the money for charity, 5,200 for sponsored walk. And yeah. to think, you know, you could... You could You didn't have to do that. You could say you're in a situation and just give up on yourself. What is it, Andy, that, um, you know, what pulled you, what sort of inspired, motivated, empowered you to pull that out of yourself to do this walk? And can you take us there? Can you give us some insight into what it was like leading up to doing it and what it was like on the day when you got through the event
1: um, what, what made me do it so I I, I, I need to set myself challenges um, I spoke on, on the interview series uh, if I tell too much about that people aren't going to want to buy, to buy the interview series but <laughs> no I spoke on there step about, step. <laughs> uh, about um, uh, baby steps it comes from a film I watched called What's About Bob um, and it was about um, a, a, a psychiatrist being uh, coached by another psychiatrist on recovering from his um downfall and he just says, let's just take baby steps, baby steps and it it's so it so fits my situation because I can't physically stride out like I used to. Um, I have to take smaller steps. And if I set myself small, manageable targets, then um uh I will reach what I'm aiming for. Uh The stupid thing I did was set myself the challenge of walking around around the cricket pitch because um, it seemed a a long way off, so I thought, oh, I'll be able to do that, (laughs) I'll be able to do that. Um, But having announced it and then set up the charity funding page and seeing the money just pour in, I was absolutely, I was still humbled by it. I set a target of £1,000 and within 24 24 hours it had got to £625. and and it just kept increasing and increasing I had 170 odd separate donors um, to raise the 5200 some significant amounts of money from um, people who obviously um, just bought into what I was trying to do and um, it it was just phenomenal and I had support from the hospital, the physio team they were amazing. they even sponsored me as well I can believe it. Um, and as I said I got I got onto um, some, some of the local papers and uh, whatever so my 15 minutes of fame. Um, but what, what, <clears throat> what made me do it was um, I wanted to um, having sat and not done anything, I wanted to give myself a target because I do want to walk again. Uh, I'm still predominantly in a wheelchair even now. Um, And I wanted to set myself a target that would get me walking a bit more. And um, so I I set that. And leading up to it, I was thinking, you are an absolute fool, Ashworth. You really are. What on earth have you set yourself up for? I had uh, two weeks in Portugal, um, leading right up to the day before the uh, the event, which was an August bank holiday. And um, I called it my warm weather training. Now the the perimeter of the uh, the cricket pitch actually on the day was about three hundred and sixty meters, um, and going into that day, uh, the furthest I walked was about sixty meters, and I was shattered doing that. So it was like it was really like me taking on a marathon, having having just run about you know five thousand meters. You know, uh, it was the most idiotic thing I could have done. The day itself was absolutely roasting hot mm-hmm. August Bank Holiday mm-hmm. <clears throat> there were. I chose that because the cricket club that I was also raising some funds for um, has a, an annual event um, and I knew there'd be a lot of people there so take a bucket i get some uh, additional cash in there so that'll work for me and then um, I was there and I was thinking I can't do this but then I looked around and there must have been about 150 people there and I was thinking well I can't let all these sponsors down I can't and so I took a deep breath and set off Uh, it took me an hour to walk around with a couple of stops sitting down in my chair and uh, it was just probably the the most apart from marriage and children being born and stuff it's the most significant event of my life probably one of the most emotional of my life Um, it was just awesome that i I actually achieved something that no one thought I could my physio said you won't do it and uh, she was in tears when I showed her I got a little video of me doing the final few steps and uh, it was uh, it was just it was just awesome Uh, and so yeah that's how I got set myself up for a big fall but I didn't fall and I did it and I'm so so proud of um achieving that it's really really uh a great thing to do and I've given some nice money to some people that, um, just can make good use of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of it.
0: And so you should be, I mean, that's amazing just to hear you sort of, um, recount, you know, going back in time there and, um, the emotion that, you know, you speak, you speak of, um, and, you know, I love that you said you know you looked and thought oh my god I can't do it and when you saw the people who had sponsored you that gave you the drive the you know motivation to keep going and because again you know there you are thinking about other people when you could nobody would have been you know upset or you know concerned if you said you know what I don't think I could do this and to do it in an hour, I think that's amazing, Andy.
1: Well, I had hoped to do it in 20 minutes, but it was obvious I wasn't going to sort of shortly into the walk. But uh, another reason was, one of, one of the causes was a, a local hospice. Um, uh, my wife, uh, her, her very best friend, um, <clears throat> was uh, lost her battle against cancer in the July before the walk. And um, her husband and daughter actually came to watch me. Uh, they, they, they'd come from the about... You know, an hour away to come over and, and, and watch me. And uh, you know, uh, he, he, he's a he's a hard nosed Welsh rugby player um, who uh, never shows emotion. But he had to put his sunglasses on just to hide the fact that um, he shed a tear when I finished the uh, finished the walk. So, uh, and it's such a, <clears throat> such a you know, seeing the joy on people's faces, and people still come up to me now and talk about it. It's just you know, this is you know not far off well it's about 10 months after I did it or eight months something like that so yeah and I don't stop talking about it either so there
0: we go (laughs) and so you should be talking about it it's definitely something to be so proud of and um, just hearing you talk about it you know feel proud for you and you know Andy you know doing that that is a massive thing that you were able to do What would you say it's done for you to do other things and and even some of your dreams, some of your, you know, unborn things that you want to do for the future? Would you say that, you know, going through that event and and completing it, has it sort of spiked and sparked new things that you want to do for the future?
1: Um, Well, it has because... um I touched on the interview series I mentioned that and that in turn has opened up other opportunities um, I've uh, it, it took a lot of convincing to do that interview well, not a lot of convincing but I I think everyone in my situation would have had the same approach but naturally they don't apparently 95% of people don't even bother trying to walk let alone do what I've done and um, that's excluding the military who've obviously gone through a different journey to get to, you know, obviously the a very sad situation where they, they've lost limbs, you know, fighting for us. Um, but uh, non-military people who are generally um, a bit older, um, they don't go for it. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's owned up opportunities. I've, I've met Rebecca and she's, she's the one... Um, who actually did convince me that me telling the story does actually inspire um, others and um, I've had feedback from some lovely people uh, including yourself and I'm not saying that just because I'm talking to you um, saying you know keep keep sharing your story keep telling the tales um, because it's uh, it does do, do something um, to, to make people feel better about uh, how they they approach their life so um, so it has changed my way of approaching things um, I'm starting to write um, some of my story into a, what I hope will become a, a book of some sort um, hopefully an autobiography rather than sort of a, a, a pop-up book with cartoons but um, <clears throat> um, so I'm, I'm doing that I've also been asked to do some other writing which um uh, we're working on whether that's gonna come come to fruition. And uh of course I'm talking to you and I've made friends with you on, on the back of it as well. So it's opened up you know, masses of new opportunities and um I'm really quite excited about having the chance to uh go and do stuff um including speaking at a, a major conference that's coming up in the later in the year which uh I know you're involved in as well, so uh, if
0: you want to talk about yes. that at some stage, um, Andy, do you want to do you want to go? Do you want to say a few things about um, ignite live events and um, you know what you're hoping to um, you know bring to that event and also get from that event and why people should attend the event? And I can say to you, just to come and hear Andy's story is going to be so much, you know, just that alone. Is enough reason to come to event, but I think Andy will will also want to share a bit more on that.
1: No, so uh, uh, I've not heard of it before. I have to be honest. Um, I'm so so excited about being invited to it. Uh, Rebecca is the lady who we've talked Lovely about Rebecca, Rebecca Adams. See, yes. <laughs> it's just one of the most incredible people I've Seriously, I've ever yeah. I've not actually met ever ever met. Uh, I've never met her yet but um, that's going to be one of the highlights for me it's a two-day event um, it's a conference of uh, motivational empowerment um, mind, positive mindsets um, there's 13 different speakers over two days there's a gala dinner on the Saturday um, lots of fun um some amazing people there's people flying in from america from abu dhabi and um, yeah. Uh, some yeah you know, from spain and i'm not sure the full guest list but it's a limited number of seats and they're, they're going quick so it's uh it's huge value for money to get that sort of attention you know you you pay that sort of money just to get sort of an hour with someone um but you've got two days with um basically mixing with like-minded people who are looking to change the way they they live their lives um getting to meet the likes of Imani and myself and hearing our stories which you'll be blown away by and there are other some amazing speakers um and um it's just going to be a phenomenal event. It's down in Bath in the United Kingdom, if people are listening from uh, overseas, in a very uh, plush hotel in Bath. And um, just go and buy your tickets because they're running out. Um, it's just going to be phenomenal. And as Imani says, you'll get to meet me, and it's worth its weight in gold, I promise you.
0: Absolutely. Um we, you know, Andy, as you can hear, is you know a real, you know, he's, he's he's a real character. He's you know he's he's when he speaks to you, you just feel empowered. When, whenever I speak to him, I just feel empowered. And like he says, you know, he is always thinking about, you know, what can he do, what can he bring, rather than you know the, the other way around. And what you can what you can hear from him is someone who's a well rounded person who's really on an, an incredible journey he started with an incredible journey before um his diagnosis and now he's on a journey that i believe is going to change hundreds of thousands of, of, of um lives because you know he he has got a story from within andy yes <laughs> what i'd like to do at this stage before we go any further. Can you just let people know how they can get in touch with you? Because I'm sure people want to connect with you, you know, and um, hear from you.
1: Well, as it stands, uh, and I always use that phrase because I can't very easily. Um, as it stands, um, just really on uh, Facebook and Instagram, um, uh, I don't have a website as yet, but I'm going to look at uh, doing something there. Um, it's, it's not something I'd I thought i'd ever need but um as my story becomes and i don't tell the, the story in the same way what I, what i tend to try and do is bring a, a little bit of humor to to uh, to how i tell it and every time i will tell it in a slightly different way um and with another little twist uh hopefully that uh will make the retelling um worth hearing as well so um yeah so uh, yeah basically I'm on facebook um and I'm also on instagram, although I'm not very uh, talkative on instagram but uh facebook i tend to uh tend to share a little bit about me I post occasional videos about um uh, things I've achieved and um I share jokes from other people's sites um bad jokes and stuff which uh, tend to make people smile a bit so and that's what that's what I love uh, the things i did for I love making people smile I love smiling myself <clears throat> I love music um, I love singing but um, not in public <laughs> and um, I love my holidays and uh, you know I'm, i I work to Go and make memories, as our dear friend Rebecca mm-hmm. says. Go make some memories, and um, I've got uh, I've got a holiday, hopefully to uh, Tuscany, coming up sometime in uh, before we have the ignite, and then uh, if I uh, carry on working uh, as I am, then hopefully more things as well. So uh, yeah, that's what life's about, really.
0: Yeah, that's Andy. Andy has got a a full-time job and he's doing all these different things and he's got all these um, goals and plans and visions and, you know, definitely Ignite, I know, is going to be really fired up, you know, with Andy speaking his story and telling his jokes and really just being a great sport, um, you know, in terms of who he is as a person and, you know, a very loving, caring person. You know, Andy, you talked about mindset. Can you, can you just talk us through, you know, how, because people can sort of get, let them get themselves down by, you know, minor things, you know, just oh, give up on things. What would you say? How, how should people um, expand their mindset and, and, and make it, you know, make it match the vision where they want to go? How do you do that?
1: by accident I think I'm not a professional but having spoken to uh, Rebecca uh, uh, and others um, over the last few months I realised that what I was doing actually did make sense <clears throat> so um, one of the things that uh, really I've, done, uh, I've, I've told a few people who've had some troubled times and uh, a, a dear friend of mine uh, suffered with severe depression and um, she, she got treatment for that and sort of Came, came good, she'll always have depression it's something that is caused by a chemical imbalance triggered by who knows what and the medication sort of corrects that and when, when she gets uh, sad even today um, she thinks she's going back into the depths of a really really horrible time, you know, she was really, really bad and I said to her, no for example, what, what day is it? Uh, she said, "Well, it's Monday." I said, "It's Monday morning, yeah, <laughs> yeah." And you've had you had a good weekend, yeah, yeah. So you name anybody who's had a really good weekend who's got to get up early and go to work on a Monday morning that doesn't feel a bit sad. Okay, so it's normal; it's okay to feel a bit sad. And once once you start feeling sad, right? Okay, I'm in a sad moment. So what can I do to make me smile again? And um, I just try and think of happy things, or what what I'm grateful for, you know, and I remember, I'm digressing slightly here, I remember a consultant at one of the hospitals before I went in for my big operation, and none of them had asked me this before, he said, if the operation doesn't go well, um, do you want to be resuscitated? and I, I was actually absolutely shocked it, it turns out they have to ask that but it's as if he had a premonition because indeed I needed to be resuscitated <clears throat> but I, I, Jill was there with me and I said I can't believe you're asking me this I've got a wife and lovely family you know of course I want to be I've got, I've got things I need to provide for them and we, we've got some happy times to have together so of course and you know, when you're feeling sad, it doesn't mean you need to be resuscitated, but you do need to resuscitate your life to make you feel here again. And think of things, you know, that make you feel happy, make you feel grateful to be alive. And it may not always be easy, but if you start off with that, um, there are times, obviously, when when I'm lying in bed in the morning, I don't have any legs and that is my hardest um, hardest moment of the day because um, it's difficult to even sit up and stuff. Um, but I, I take a deep breath sometimes after even an hour or so at the weekends. You know, I think, okay, right, I'm going to do this because I want to do whatever. And um, so that's how I, I kickstart my day. And I can do grumpy as well as anybody on the planet. I'm. <laughs> very good at being grumpy (laughs) but on the flip side I can do happy as well as anybody and I do have a a knack I don't know why or how maybe it's pity but people laugh when I'm in their company and um, that gives me a real joy and sometimes that's why I get up because I know I can make somebody somewhere smile and uh, so yeah it's all about Getting your mind into first gear, then second gear, then third gear, and uh, if you've got an automatic, it's easier.
0: Wow! And you know, when you when you said you have this knack, I think what it is, you have this ability to really just um, just be you, just let your authenticity come through, and when you do that, it makes the other person feel relaxed. Um, and I think that's a you know that's a, a really amazing trait to have and um, it's good that it's something that you just do automatically it's not something you you know you think about or um, mani- manipulate into being it's just who you are and so it's just natural gift that you have and um, I think that's I amazing. promise you
1: if, if I thought about with some of the stuff I say that makes people laugh, then, um, <laughs> no, that that would really worry me because <laughs> some of the stuff I come out with is absolute nonsense. But uh, uh, because I come out with things fairly quickly, um, that's the thing that makes people, well, how on earth do you think of it that quick? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's
0: that's just me. Yes. You know, um, I think um, everyone will agree with me when you said the bit about the doctor saying to you, do you want to be resuscitated? That was like, wow, you know. And it just shows that um, people don't always, you know, they don't always realise what's what's valuable in life. And I love that you turned around to your doctor and said, you know, I've got family, I've got things I want to do, I've got things I want to do for them. And, you know, it just shows that, um, you know, there are people in this world, um, Andy, and I'm sure you will you will agree, who don't feel blessed, who don't feel happy, who don't know how to look for... The good things you know in their life which may not always be as obvious you know as having a happy family or you know or what have you what would you say to those people Andy? what would you say to someone and say Andy I know you've gone through a lot but you really don't know what I'm going through and how I'm feeling and you know this this is happening and all these you know and I don't have anyone to turn to what would you say to somebody like that um
1: it's difficult because I get that people do get into a a state of mind where they really can't see any, any exit. Um, but uh, always find someone, even if it's a professor, you know, if it's that bad, ring Samaritans, they're professionals. They, they'll, they'll start getting you talking. Um, I had a call from the friend I spoke about today, and she's in again in a, in a not too good a space <clears throat> and uh, she could barely talk, she was sobbing, and um after after half an hour I was driving at the time but hands free don't you worry people
0: <laughs> yes um, thanks for telling letting us know that
1: yeah <laughs> yeah um, and after half an hour I, I said to her do you know what you you've you actually giggled out loud, loud several times wow. in the last ten minutes Um well, that doesn't mean everyone has to ring me because I can't spare spare the time for anyone. But I'm happy to I'm happy to talk to anybody if they, if they think talking to me would help. Then get in touch because I'm happy to talk to to anyone as as you are as I've learned, You know, <clears throat> I'll tell the uh, I'll tell the listening public here that um, Imani and I had a, a call to uh, set this uh, interview uh, interview up and. Um, it was uh, due to last just a short while, but after two hours, I turned around and said, "Marnie, can we can we talk about this interview thing now?" Because we just <laughs> chatted and chatted yeah. about stuff, and um, you know, so uh, yeah. I mean, the, the ultimate is um, get your get your problems. I said on the interview back to the interview series. <laughs> <coughs> a problem uh, problem shares a problem half. You know, it, it is because. If you find someone who can understand what your issues are, even if I talk to someone who doesn't have uh, leg amputations but they they are empathetic and will and will listen uh, and and then I, I find that they've got other issues themselves then it helps me feel like i'm not alone and my dear wife, and I'm sure she won't mind me telling you, she she suffers mm-hmm. from a, a condition called fibromyalgia, which is very, very debilitating. And it really does get <clears throat> get her down. It's very painful, um, it affects other, other other faculties, you know. Um, and she's, through the NHS, met other people with a condition, and just having that hour and a half, talking to people, going through mm-hmm. the same story, it's, it's just such a help. Uh, no, it's not fixed. It's it, it's not a condition that can be fixed. It hopefully will go away. But um, just knowing that you're not battling what you feel like you're battling alone, you're not alone. There's always someone who's going through either something very similar, or you know something, a story that's equally challenging but not not the same. But uh, it, it helps it helps
0: it helps me yeah you know totally agree it's so good to talk and i think you know that this is the this is the thing about being human is that we need connections and um when you when you talk you know there, there is that old saying that a problem um a problem heard is a problem solved is that i don't i can't remember but you know a problem shared is half a problem yeah it, it makes it makes all the all the difference and um, as well realizing I think as well it's so important and I think this is what you're really good at doing Andy is stepping outside of yourself and I think sometimes if we spend a lot of time internalizing um, you can get sort of locked into a situation where you're just feeling um, helpless and hopeless and not realizing that you know um, that you know there's, uh, there's people out there who's going through what you're going like you said with your wife um, she's found people who's going through what she's going through and it does although it doesn't it hasn't solved the issue but it's made a difference to know that there's people she can turn to who actually understands what she's going through and, and would you say that's really important um, Andy to be able to kind of have that yeah uh, you know uh, people
1: say that they like they like to be alone they like to be you know whatever but um when you're when you're battling against something that's causing you concern or distress or discomfort then it's you don't want other people to be suffering but it's nice to know that other people are um because you know that you're not you're not you're not fighting the battle on your own and it, it you're not being picked on or whatever you know it's I mean, one of the things I've learned through through going to the prosthetic team uh, uh, at my local hospital mm-hmm. is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who've lost legs. Mm-hmm. It's just frightening. It's it's you know I, I go in there and they've got a workshop there as well, and you can see just hundreds of legs being made for people who've mm-hmm. gone through it. And it's just I've never met anyone who had lost a limb before. Um, my physio uh, in it's only a relatively small local uh, hospital uh, but i've got 55 people on their on their books for want of a better expression who've got the same same combination as i have that's 55 people in a small area and they're the ones who are bothering going for physio to try and and, and only um five of us are actually learning to try and walk again others are others are just decided to stay in their chairs so uh, yeah it's 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 phenomenal it it does make you feel feel like um you're not you're not fighting on the, on your own and, and it does it does pick you up a little bit it it doesn't solve everything but yeah talking talking is is vital it really is
0: you know yeah just hearing you talk about those numbers and you know the the you know fifty five people and out of the fifty five five people want to learn to walk again. And it just shows that everybody is, you know, people can go for the same thing and just see it in a different way. And um, this is why, you know, I had to ask you about mindset, Andy, because I do feel that you have got a phenomenal mindset, which, you know, is forward thinking and um, very much um, about the future. And so what I'd like to ask you just quickly, I know you've taken valuable time. I really appreciate it to be to do this interview with us. But what's the future hold for Andy? I know it's you've pleasure. got a book. I know you've got a book and um, I don't know if you want to talk briefly about that, but what does the future what do you where do you see yourself in the next five years, Andy?
1: Oh, oh on the Caribbean Islands, yes, just uh up for uh, rum cocktails. Um, <laughs> but for that I need to I do have a book in mind. I didn't ever have the courage to think I was worthy of um, Writing it, but I've been convinced now that it is worth it. Uh, I've started sketching out how I want to uh, do it, and it will actually flow quite readily once I start it. Um, uh, I I want to explore more um, opportunities to tell my story in whatever format, you know, be it um, speaking or live engagements, whatever. Um, I'll I'll see how Ignite goes, because um, uh, I've never done anything like that before. Um, But um, the worst thing you can say to Andy Ashworth is you can't. You can't do that. You won't be able to do that, um, because that is just the red rag to a ball, and I just um, I I do everything I can to prove that statement wrong. So um, that that happened with the walk where someone said... um, Someone said uh, I would uh, not be able to do it, so I did. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, that's what the future holds. It was just uh, a massive opportunity to uh, tell my story. And until people get bored of it, I will carry on doing it.
0: Well, I don't think there's any chance of that, Andy. Um, Don't you think your story, uh, you know, inspires? Just hearing you talk about it again, even though I've heard it myself before, you know, definitely, I'm. You know, it all. It just opens me up to realize, wow, you know, your. It's not what happens to you; it's what you do and what you get. What what you do, what yourself, what happens to your self belief, and how you take that forward and change your mindset about what's happened. Um, and um, that's that's an amazing outlook on life. And I feel that's why you are being asked to do some of the things that you're doing and some of the things that you will be doing in the future?
1: No, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I can't change things now. I mean, I can just make the best of my, uh, I call them bionics. Um, I did try putting my, uh, my stumps in a grow bag, but nothing happens. So, um, yeah, so I've got, I've got metal legs now and, um, I'm going to make the best of it. And, uh,
0: Watch out, world! Here I come. Yeah, and um, Andy, can you give people? Well, I want to let people know that they can find, they can see you um, on, on the video over, over at uh, RebeccaAdamsBiz.com slash ignite, yeah. and they can see you on video um, at the international series, um, international interview series. If that's the right.
1: Thing. Yeah.
0: And then they can get tickets to come and meet you in person um, at RebeccaAdamsBiz.com um, slash Ignite um, and get a ticket to come and meet that you right. and um, connect with you. And um, what I'd like to do is just give you the the you know the next few moments to just anything you want to add, anything you want to say to anyone out there. I know you um, spoke earlier on about telling pe- letting people know you feel that it's your... Part of your work that you want to do is to help remind people to get tested, and just anything else you would like to share with people that has helped you uh, along your journey, or anyone that has really imp- inspired you in your life. You know, yeah. I'm handing it over to you, Andy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's
1: it's pretty much I've said. Everything. So, diabetes is a serious illness, but it doesn't need to be serious if you find it, locate it, treat it, and uh, and work with it. Um, I know people who have been tested, uh, who have changed their diet, and they now no longer have diabetes. Um, It can come back. If you're, it's hereditary thing as well as uh, dietary. Um, but um, it can have very significant life-changing consequences. So, for the sake of a five-minute test, that um, potentially your local pharmacy or your GP. Don't uh, bother GPs because they're busy. But um, <clears throat> I know um, our local pharmacy certainly offers free pre diabetes tests. And uh, yeah, just do that. And. Um, talk to people. If you've got something on your mind that's troubling you, um, there's always someone who will listen. Um, and uh, yeah, find a way of finding that smile. Smiling smiling is uh, the thing that makes the wheel go round in my world. So um, yeah, there are some uh, people I've come to meet over the last two or three months that uh, have completely changed my outlook on life. It's been a tough few years for the for the country, the world. You know, there's lots of things going on in the world that make it difficult to smile at times. But um, at the same time, there's so much that if you just look at some small things, you know, um, the way my dog looked at me earlier, and uh, you know, I'm not a big dog fan, but you know, he looks he looked like he needed he needed me, and I just thought, you know, oh well. Yeah, little things like that just brighten your day so yeah I can't really say much more I think I've worn you out and probably worn your listeners out as well so if anyone is still listening thank you, thank you for having me on your show it's been uh, been a delight, I'm very honoured that you asked me, thank you.
0: Andy thank you so much, I'm really honoured to have had you on the show here and uh, I know you've had a really busy day you've had so many things you've been doing today and yet you took the time out so i really appreciate it and thank you so so much and uh, i definitely look forward to more conversations with you thank you so much andy